Hey everybody, it is uh, Saturday, December 10th at 4.43 p.m. Purdue has just defeated Nebraska in Lincoln on the hardwood, uh, 65 to 62. Ugly, ugly, ugly game on both sides. I think even Nebraska fans would say this one was ugly. Um, looked like they had a bricklaying contest or a mud fight or a rock fight or a tickle party, whatever you want to call it, offensively. Um, both teams set college basketball back a decade or so. But still, Purdue improves to 10-0 and finds a way to win on the road in the Big Ten, which every, every win on the road is beautiful. But somehow, this one feels kind of ugly. Let me thank my sponsors. Thank you to our friends, Martin Vintage, martinvintage.com. Head over there. Still Christmas shopping time. Do it. Do it. Interboiled at checkout. Get 15% off. Get a t-shirt. Get a sweatshirt. You know what to do. And... When on campus, head over to AJ's on Vine. Before you go there, go to eatajs.com. Order ahead so when you get there, your food is just waiting. Hot, crispy, fresh, juicy. Burgers, beef, and beer. That's AJ's. AJ's on Vine. Uh, So Purdue beats Nebraska in a rock fight in Lincoln. And um, you watched it. I see that already some of you uh, diehards are live here. Thank you for tuning in. Um, and that's, that was a tough product to watch. So let's start, let's go the whole thing. Let's look at the, the way the game fold out, uh, folded out, the way the game played out and why it played out that way. First, Big Ten officials are exactly what they've always been. They are who we thought they were, as a coach might say. They still suck. And on the road, they're ex- especially different. So every time Purdue would try to dump it in, Nebraska's, way of handling it was to drop into a double team. All good, all fair, all college basketball. But when you slap a person on the arm or the face or body them up uh, using your el- an arm bar for a, an extended time because that rule has changed, um, that, that's a foul. But it wasn't a foul today. So that's the first thing. So that causes Purdue to change. And the next thing is EDS to try to find guys on the outside. Number one, he wasn't very good finding them initially. He threw a couple passes that were in error, errant passes. Um, they were picked off across the lane. And then when he'd find them, a lot of Purdue players decided they weren't going to hit jumpers. I mean, wide open looks over and over and over today that Purdue couldn't hit. And this wasn't just in the last five minutes of regulation, which was atrocious for Purdue offensively. But it was also in the entire game. Really, the only guy who hit, well, let's, 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 before I say it, Ethan Morton had a stretch early in the ha- in the game where he hit, I think, three straight threes, which was awesome. Then he went cold. Lawyer was was not hitting his threes, but was doing what he could driving. In fact, he had an amazing, amazing drive, uh, finished with the dunk over the top of a Nebraska player's head. I think the guy's named Walker, which was hilarious because Walker was chirping the entire game if you were watching what I was watching. Uh, probably, it's one of those things, like I used to say this when I played basketball in the court. I was never a good basketball player, but I would say things like, I'm not letting that guy beat me. And I can imagine Walker saying that to lawyer. I'm not letting that guy beat me because look at him. I mean, he's a pasty white kid with a floppy hair and a part. That guy's like, no way. That guy's not going to do it. And lawyer just did it over and over and over. And I'll talk about the stats here in a second, how effective lawyer was. But lawyer was definitely produced player of the game. But there's some other guys we can talk about, guys that made big plays that really mattered. For instance, Brandon Newman. Purdue needed two free throws down the stretch uh, to secure the... Actually, that was to get into overtime? 
I can't remember. They needed two free throws, and, and lawyer and Newman came up big. Newman is a different guy. This guy, um, he looks to pass first. He plays incredible defense. He's always hit his free throws. He's silky. He's silky. So Newman was clutch. Uh, another guy that was uh, very good. Like I said, Morton was solid. I'm going to talk about statistically why he was solid here in a minute. He was solid. Um, and Edie statistically was eye-poppingly good, but he was missing the front end of his, his uh, one-and-ones. Purdue missed a lot of free throws. Like I said, a lot of missed three-pointers, a lot of missed jumpers out in the wings, a lot of missed free throws. Those type of nights are the type of nights you lose. Uh, those are games you lose, right? But Purdue wins, I think, simply because uh, they made plays when they had to, and Nebraska simply is not very good offensively. Purdue had one, you guys can probably uh, tell me the exact time, I think it was in a, uh, a minute and a half defensive possession versus Nebraska towards the end of regulation, where Purdue just couldn't grab a board. And that's pretty unusual for this Purdue team because they're so good on the glass and they attacked so much. But they, they kept having the ball hit one or two hands and then go out of bounds, or one and two hands and bat, bounds in Nebraska players hands and yet they come away from the win that's your big takeaway you can burn the tape it's an ugly game it's not a fun game to watch um purdue played uh really i don't know just an ugly brand of basketball braden smith struggled a lot he would dribble into double teams he dribble into fouls he wasn't going to get the foul call today clearly um on the uh, let's let's look at a couple plays that mattered to me there's one where uh where uh Lawyer had a dunk. It was like we talked about, like I talked about with Walker. He was fouled. He was hit in the face. Smack right across the face. That's not a foul today. Another one, uh, Smith. He, Smith looked a little bit out of control all day, but he had a really nice drive. Got past the first, let's call it levels of defense, like football. First level, fine. Second level, gets smacked around. Then he, get, then he comes into a, a guy where he's a little bit out of control, like I said. But he was fouled by the third defender, and they called a charge. Things like that kind of stick with me, um, and it just reminds me why college basketball is stupid. And I wish I'd keep my perspective in March and April and just say, this game's dumb. Dumb, because the officials make so much of a difference. And that steroid-using official that's also a, a law enforcement officer, I don't know his name. I don't care to know his name. He's so bad at his job. I mean, every time he's in a game, I'm like, how do you do what you do and keep your job? But somehow he does. Um, but make no bones about it. Nebraska plays hard. They're a good team. They beat Creighton a week ago. Uh, so this is not like a fluke, them getting a team down in this grimy muck that is this type of game. And then they beat them. But Purdue was able to win in overtime, 65-62. to 62. Let me look at the stats really quickly, and then I'll look at some of the comments here. I really appreciate you guys tuning in live, listening to the tape. Uh, both are fantastic. Thanks for making Boiled Sports part of your uh, post-game uh, shenanigans and tomfoolery and hijinks. All right, Purdue is 10-0, Nebraska is 6-5. Caleb first finished with two points. Uh, not much to write home about from Caleb today, in spite of his heroics uh, in the, uh, the PR blitz with the Elf stuff. Uh, not a great game for him, but you know who played pretty well. Let's, let's read this Zach Eady stat line. This is fun. 11 points, 17 rebounds. 17 rebounds and seven blocks. He had five turnovers. Like I said, he was passing through traffic a lot, and the ball looked like it was slipping out of his hands. It's going to happen when you're getting your the crap beaten out of you uh, over and over and over. He struggled on defense versus, what's the guy's name? Um, let me see if I can find him. 
I guess the guy that was it Walker. I can't I can't tell you who it is. I can't remember his name. That's bad of me because I thought he played really well. Um, Nebraska has a power forward slash center um, with uh, a bad hairdo who was was really doing well on uh, Edie all day. Edie couldn't get near him, but Edie got near everybody else. In fact, a couple of his shot blocks were thrown deep into the crowd. They were incredible, almost like he could have just jumped up and caught them. And I'd say Edie deserves a little bit of a, some commendation for just grabbing 17 boards. He was really the only guy who was consistent on the glass. Of course, second, when you look at this, it, all, it gets me. It's got me three times a season, and I didn't look at the stats before. And I know Newman played a solid game because he had those key free throws. But this is awesome. Newman grabs seven boards. Brandon Newman grabs seven boards, and he keeps doing it. He's Gosh, he's a different player, and I love this guy for it. Um, I'm going to not get to my, my, my dude until I really have to. Braden Smith uh, had, had some struggles today, like I said, but he had eight points, six boards, four assists. Uh, turned the ball over three times. I thought it would have been more than that. Then finally, Fletch Lawyer. Fletcher Lawyer, 22 points and three rebounds. Let's see, no assists, which kind of stinks. But uh, Morton, like I said, it wasn't three threes in a row. It was two threes, and then he had a free throw later. He finishes with seven points, three assists. Anybody else is noteworthy? Let's look. So let me look at my secondary stats, which are always important to me. I always say, got to hit about seventy percent of your free throws, especially in a road game, to win. Proof hit sixty percent today. Hey, not good. It's like the old uh, problem Purdue had last year with from the free throw line, rears its ugly head. But the good news is they shot well from the field. No, they didn't. Thirty-nine percent, uh, and from three point they shot well. No, they didn't. 24%. So that's a lousy day. Seven for 29 from three. Um, but on the other side, here's probably the reason Purdue wins. Nebraska shot 28% from three, 31% from the floor. And then let's see that I'm going to, yeah, wow. Okay. So the things that you, Purdue usually dominates this season is uh, rebounds and assists. Uh, that didn't happen today. In rebounds, they won by two, 46 to 44. In assists, they lost. Nebraska had more assists. Uh, and in steals, Nebraska had more steals. They had six. Purdue had three. Um, Purdue blocked shots more. Uh, Purdue didn't take good care of the ball. 12 turnovers is not the end of the world, but not great. But the big thing, they leave Lincoln, that god-awful place, with the win and improved to 10-0. and They're fourth in the nation. Uh, tonight, two of the teams that are in front of them are playing. No, wait, that's wrong. Right now, as we speak, Houston is playing Alabama. I think that's number one versus number eight. I don't know who's going to win. Texas has already lost. I don't think Virginia has much of a challenging game. Maybe I'm wrong. But who gives a damn? Because it's December, and we've been through this. And Purdue fans, let's be better than that. Ryan, let's be better than that. All right, so here we go. Uh, let's look at some of the comments. Like I said, uh, appreciate you guys tuning in live. Nate Hartman, my pal from Ross Aid and virtually as well, says... Got a bit of a break there at the end. I'll take it. No doubt, man. Sometimes it's uh, better to be lucky than good. Uh, Purdue simply couldn't grab a loose ball and instead uh, finds a way to win. So, uh, dang, that's good to win. Uh, Mohill93 says anything interesting happened today. Yeah, it was interesting. The whole thing is interesting. Um, everybody's got their uh, half of their attention fixed upon message boards and Twitter waiting for something to break, a uh, story to break, but... That hasn't happened yet on the coaching side. Um, I'm surprised Mohill93 wasn't at Lincoln because he likes to travel or she. I don't know. I really don't know who that is. I apologize. 
Uh, Brian T says this game shows how vulnerable any team can be. Exactly. And Purdue, as scrappy as they are, really everything that made them great this year almost was laid waste. Like, think about the – they were still scrappy. They were still gritty. They, they did that as a team. They were really – there's a lot of effort, which is awesome. But, man, didn't shoot well. We're not opportunistic, right? That's one thing they've been very good at this season is when – an opportunity has arisen where a team can't hit the shot. They go down and make the difference. When a team leaves them open, they make a difference. They hit the shots. Um, they didn't do that tonight. Um, the rebounding was not great tonight. Um, all the things, but they leave with a victory. Really, that's a heck of a win. If you could feel the, the Nebraska energy, not only from the guys on the court, but the fans, it was excellent. That little number, that low number next to Purdue is going to create havoc for them until they figure out how to deal with it. Um, and they clearly were not ready <laughs> for what was coming for them in Lincoln, but they found a way to win. Uh, Boilermaker 63 says, Fletcher Lawyer, man, holy cow. <clears throat> yeah, Fletcher Lawyer is a good basketball player, and thank God he's consistent because he looks awesome. Ted Berkey is a great point. All wins are beautiful, but this uh, not as handsome as the BS crew. And what is? What is, Ted? I mean, Timmy, look at this. As, what, a fifth of the BS crew, I can tell you that yeah, it's a pretty handsome group. We can't do anything about that. Um, Nathan uh, says the same thing. Uh, managed to get a win despite not being able to shoot. I uh, have to be thankful for that. I'm going to scroll down a little bit. Joe Ensley says, I blame the Nebraska talk during the handsome hours. Joe, if we don't talk about <laughs> – let's go over this. If we don't talk about Nebraska during the handsome hour, Nebraska doesn't uh, beat – was it Iowa? Is that right? Nebraska doesn't beat Iowa. And then Purdue doesn't go to the Big Ten Championship. That's the way it worked out. So, sorry. We knew the cost of it, and we kept with it. So, if you, if you don't get the big picture, I mean, goodness, I don't know what to tell you. Um, let's see. Josh Clark says, uh, Painter with no offensive adjustments uh, was bad on his part. No one else really attacking the rim. Has no answers if Edie doesn't show. We are seeing our flaws. Okay, Josh. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back to that point I made earlier. College basketball is stupid. And the reason it's stupid is because you have guys from all different levels of play and experience playing together. And sometimes that shows up. This is one of those games. Um, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say Painter's a really good coach. Okay, And you can dislike him if you want. That's okay. I, I like him a lot. I think he's a great in-game coach. I think he's a great preparer of teams. I think he's a great developer of talent. But I think he's really not very good when the pressure gets on him, and uh, especially in March and April. So if I'm going to... Look at one little part. I'm going to say that. His in-season adjustments have been amazing. The fact that he's been able to win a ton of Big Ten championships is amazing. And it's not because he always has the most talented team, the most athletic team, but he has a, an ability to make a team really gel quickly. This team has gelled quickly. I will say it again. Creighton lost to Nebraska in the last week. I believe it was in the last seven days. I think it was last Saturday. It's tough to win road games in college basketball for many reasons, but I will continue to talk about this. Big Ten refs and college refs love a party. The, the frothiness of the energy in there, and like they just want to get in and say, yeah, count it, right? So when that opportunity arises, they take it, um, and it really does affect the game. You guys can say whatever you want. Guys on Twitter, whatever, can say, refs are doing a great job, Purdue needs to hit their shots. And you can have both. Purdue not hitting their shots is a thing. Purdue not hitting their free throws is a thing, and the refs sucking, those can all exist at the same time. Not one of them ruins or neutralizes the other. 
If you watch the game, if you watch the entire court, not just the outside and the wings when Purdue's missing the shot, but watch the way Zach Eady was treated. Go back and watch the tape. I dare you. And watch how many times he was fouled when he got the ball. And that Dumble team, they would come down and they dared officials to call the foul, and the officials simply didn't do their job, which shouldn't surprise us at all. But for some reason, I'm still wound up. It's probably why you're tuned in. The, The continuing problem with college basketball is officials that don't know how to handle a big atmosphere and don't know how to handle a big human like Zach Eady. They simply don't know how to call the game when a guy that big is involved, especially Big Ten officials. And it doesn't matter how many off-season meetings they seem to have, they don't get it. Oh my gosh, Purdue has a seven-footer. Newsflash, it's a little bit different. And teams are going to play in physical. And guess what? Teams are always, this is my new newsflash to Purdue's team. If you've got any parents of players on here, which I don't think I do, they're going to get this every freaking game. Teams are going to come at them. And so when you're not hitting your shots, the game's going to get a lot more difficult, especially when you're not cleaning the glass, which is what this Purdue team is known for. Zach Eady, though, damn it, that guy's a good rebounder. Everything else, he's a good basketball player, okay? He's, um, I'm not going to start t- making grandiose statements yet. Purdue's had a lot of good centers. He, he, he goes right into that echelon of great Purdue centers, um, and he is on a trajectory to do some really special things this year. I hope he continues on. I love Zach Eady for a lot of reasons. Uh, let's see. Ed Albany says, the Asian kid reminded me of the guard from Virginia from a couple of years ago. Bad memories. Uh, the kid, I think he's a Canadian. Um, he's a Japanese-Canadian. And I combined that to make a cool word. Uh, but I don't know. Uh, Canadian. Like I always say, Amerasian when you have a kid that's... Um, uh, but he is very, very good. He's a very good player, very clutch. And that kid, um, I wish I could remember his name right now. I'll tell you what his name was. Uh, his name was uh, Tamanaga. Tamanaga was very, very good. He was clutch. He hit a huge three to send overtime. He was leaning to the right, way off balance, three, excellent play. Um, and he was just clutch. He drove. He didn't play a ton of minutes. Every time he was given the opportunity to play, he was awesome. He was awesome. Um, yeah, Joe Inslee said that was Clark from Hawaii. He was good. Uh, I think, you guys can tell me I'm wrong, Clark is the guy who made the long pass that put the Purdue-Virginia game into overtime. Bad, bad things. Bad memories. Uh, Sean Stevens says, uh, says better team defense than last year. Sean, not close, right? That's not even a competition. And absolutely, the team defense is better. Uh, Oliver McLeod says this game uh, is going to go a long way in the development of these young guys. I'm extremely excited about the way the team is being uh, being able to pull out a gritty win like this. No doubt. I think that it's as a coach, it's always easier to coach in the wake of a loss because young players remember what you say, and they think you have validity if you say, hey, we didn't do these things, and it led to this. Today, Purdue wins, and they can clearly say, you didn't do things, and this happened. You didn't hit open shots, and this happened. Zach, you didn't, under, you didn't recognize the double team soon enough, and because of that, they were able to slide over and get in the passing lane, right? These little things really, really matter, and um, Purdue has a lot of growth potential still. So the question is, when will this team peak? I said, wait till January. I think they'll really hit their stride. So you've got 20 days till January, 21 days till January, and I think this team has a ton of growth potential. I think they will get better. Um, I would love to see them peak in March or April. 
they're so young. They're so promising. Um, and they've got one of the best weapons in college basketball in Zach Eady. He's impossible to keep out of the stat sheet, as you see today. They did everything they could to keep him unimportant in that game. And he was absolutely imperative in the victory. Uh, Tamanaga with a major Jeremy Lillian, Nick vibes. Wait, let's, here, I'm going to do something right now. Um, I'm going to uh, compare. Here, I did this in a, in a text thread. Okay, I'm going to do something, and Anish and I talked about this in private, but um, Fletcher Lawyer has a Reggie Miller game. And what I mean by that is if you watch Fletcher Lawyer without the ball, watch how much he moves. He wears out the guy who's guarding him. Watch the curls he's running. Watch he never stops. He is always in motion. That makes it so hard on the defender, and eventually the defender may take a nap, may get on his heels, whatever it takes. May have to run through two, three, four picks and to get to lawyer, and lawyer does not stop. And that relentlessness is what's creating the, the play. Um, lawyer has been excellent. Um, Purdue has been damn solid. They're 10-0, and and they're in the driver's seat to get even higher. They're going to at least go up one spot, I think, this week. I think that's right. I think they're almost guaranteed that. But they could move up a couple more. Who knows? Um, uh, Joe Inslee says, I like Anisha's smooch comparison for Fletch. And so we, we talked about this in our private text thread. I think that Lawyer is quicker with the ball in his hands than Etwan Moore. I know a lot of people disagree with me with that. But spe- especially Moore's freshman year because he improved a lot. Uh, if you remember back, Moore was kind of an incomplete product. He could score. He could, he could shoot. But he was much better by the time he was a senior, especially on defense. Much more complete player. But I think Lawyer, right out of the box, is quicker with the ball in his hands than Smooge was. So that's my, um, that's my big uh, – I, I literally think John Shire is a, is a great comparison. And when Purdue's got players you can compare with Duke players from the 90s, I guess, from the 90s, you're doing some good stuff. Uh, this team is really good and really well built. Um, Mohill 93 backs me up. I don't think he even knew it. It says, Moore wasn't quick, I felt, just smooth. Moore was very smooth. He was effortless. And Anish says his strides were big and unusual. He kind of looked like he was almost on ice. I think it's a good comparison. But I still think Lawyer is quicker with the ball in his hands. So uh, I guess they'll have to race to settle that. And each one's a little long in the tooth. So um, anyway. I'm at 22 minutes. I'm going to wrap it up. I do appreciate everybody tuning in live and in uh, taped. Purdue improves to 10 and 0. Uh, let me check because I haven't looked recently. Uh, they they step back out of conference here in a second. Uh, next game is versus Davison. So that's that's fun. So they play the Lawyer Bowl uh, next game. Uh, Fletcher and his brother get to play each other. That's a lot of fun. And. Um, we're getting closer and closer to a little bit of a Christmas break. So Merry Christmas to you a little bit early. I haven't wished that to you, listener, viewer, yet. A Merry Christmas to you and your family. Have a great evening. God bless you. Hammer down. Uh, hopefully next time I talk to you, Purdue is uh, introducing a new football coach. We'll see you.